This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's get back to You Better You Bet. Presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. PJ Glasser filling in for Nick Costos alongside Ken Barkley here on a Friday. We're getting ready to do some Lockatology. So if you want to watch, listen along, you can join us on Sirius Channel 160, Sirius XM 205. You will also be on twitch.tv slash BetQL and YouTube backslash Odyssey Sports. All right, Ken, we were talking about uh, some of the games that we were tuning into to watch Last night, I was up late watching uh, Washington State, USC. I was watching a couple of the WCC games, St. Mary's, Pepperdine, Gonzaga, San Francisco. So I'm ready to go. You know, the West Coast yeah. teams, you got to, you, you know, they. You got any exactly. new takes from got last time? You got like, you have you changed a bunch of things around? Where are, you, where are you at like right now? Not, not too many takes. There are certainly some teams that I've cooled off on and there are some teams that I'm starting to buy a little stock into. I also can't wait until we get into our discussion about Houston, because I know we had a good one about them last time, but there's something we didn't talk about that uh, I want to bring up with you, and and I'm interested to see your take on that. So I'm excited. Houston is not the one seed in the region that we're going to discuss first in in Bing Bong Bay. That is the defending champion Connecticut Huskies, who would uh, be big favorites against any 16 seed that they play. This one just happens to be South Dakota State, 26.5-point favorites. They would get the 8-9 matchup against Oklahoma and Michigan State in this uh, in this projected bracket with the Spartans favored by 1.5. By the way, Ken has posted the Lockatology bracket to X, so if you want to go on there, check it out, and uh, follow it along with us. Absolutely feel free to do so. Ken, I'm glad you put Michigan State in this region with Connecticut and Oklahoma. That That's a good 8-9 matchup, too. Where are you on Michigan State? I want to start with them first because I think there's a lot of there's a lot of feeling with them, people who follow college basketball closely, that they've kind of cooled off on Michigan State, and they're just buying that this year's team really can't make that deep of a run. Their non-conference resume really isn't bad. They blew out Baylor. They beat Indiana State, who might be a tournament team, certainly. Um, they, they had a tough schedule. They had to play Duke in there as well. Look, for me, it's Tom Izzo with the veteran team. And, like, I, I like to – I thought they would get to the Final Four last year. And people didn't think that – people thought I was crazy for that take. They beat Marquette in the round of 32 – took Kansas State to the final possession and had a chance to potentially play FAU for a chance to go to the Final Four. So 
Anytime you give me Tom Izzo with the veteran team, now that we're in March, his teams always seem to play better. I know they lost at home to Iowa and Ohio Ohio State, and that's kind of cooled a lot of people off of the Spartans. But, man, it's uh, I I tell you what, any one seed, if they do end up being a nine seed, any one seed that sees Michigan State in the round of 32, certainly, I mean, they can't feel good about their chances. I think that that's a dangerous team. And I think if they get UConn, Ken, like what an interesting game that would be, especially in this region. Um, And I can read it off the matchups as well for people that are are just listening, whether it be on the Odyssey app or you're listening on Sirius. So Oklahoma, Michigan State would be the 8-9 in UConn's region where they're the 1. Wisconsin would be the 5 seed going up against Grand Canyon, the 12. Auburn, Sanford in a really fun 4-13 matchup. Washington State would be the 6 who's really playing good basketball here as of late. They would get the winner in the play-in game between Gonzaga and Providence. Bama would be the three in this region, playing Vermont, Texas Tech, and Nevada in the 7-10 game. And then Tennessee is the two seed going up against Moorhead State. But, yeah, Kim, what are your thoughts on Michigan State? Because I'm still a believer. I I mean, you know, I know they've had some bumps along the road this season. They've certainly had a couple of inexcusable home losses here in the last couple of weeks. But, I mean, time and time again, we talk about all these different teams, all these coaches that we can't trust. There are very few that we can. Izzo is certainly at the top of that list. I mean, th- their team returns four or five starters from last year. They have seniors, juniors all over that team. I I personally like the Spartans, and that would be a 9C that I'd be scared of. Yeah, this is going to get really interesting, and I'll, I'll just add, I feel like when we did this the first time, I had so many like macro takes on the teams that we had to kind of fire off. Like hadn't talked about Purdue yet. Hadn't talked about Houston yet. And like now I, I kind of told you how I feel about those teams, like big picture. And so I actually filled out a bracket this week for this one. I didn't even, I didn't even fill out one when we did it like 10 days ago, like complete it like to to its finish. And uh, I got to like elite eight final four. And then actually, as we go along, I kind of want to pitch you some games where I go like, what, like what do you th- what do you, what number do you think this would be and what do you think would happen like if that if that happened and right off the bat I mean you fill it in like even if you just go by point spread Michigan State would be favored over Oklahoma I think by almost all ratings and so all right like UConn Michigan State right off the bat in the second round is a like a kind of a banger game but even Oklahoma yep. Michigan State is Izzo and Moser in the same game like it's you know you mentioned it with coaches like that you want to play on in situations be like well we're getting rid of one right away and then the other one plays early who's got a title now and we get rid of another one so you know kind of almost hope for all these teams that they don't get seated like this uh for michigan i'll give you like just a quick take on them because when we did 10 days ago or 15 or whatever it was um they i had them earmarked as kind of like let's see how the next two weeks go because they actually had a chance to improve to almost be a winner like, which is crazy to think about now, but like they had that, they were kind of at a weird inflection point in their season. They played so well in non-conference. They'd kind of tread water for the first part of big 10 play and a, a improved finish combined with how good the non-conference was would have really put them in like a winner, almost profile, maybe a second tier, like maybe not quite a winner, but close. And they're just not even close now and they can't get anywhere. I mean, they're just not even remotely near that. So statistically, like their ceiling is the same as almost every other team ceiling that's in there. Like they get the right draw, they can win four games. You know, that's pretty much everybody. You get the right draw, you can win four games. But like I, I say this all the time. It'll eventually I'll just get it like I'll get a t-shirt printed where it's 
Like anybody can win four. It's impossible to win six. And the idea behind that is like every team can make the final, like almost every single team can make the final four because it's, it's so luck based, but like winning six, you eventually run into somebody really good. And Mm -hmm. ideally you'd like to bet on the really good team instead of the team that's going to run into somebody really good. (laughs) You know, like San San Diego state can only escape so many times before they run into UConn, you know, something, something like that. And maybe that's a, a bad example, but you get the idea. Um, you know, Houston could only, you know, play so many bad seeds before they ran into Baylor in 2021. Like it just it, it it just happens. And when it happens, like you're toast and that's the winner. And so Michigan State, like they're not going to be the team that the other teams fear that they're not going to want to run into. They're going to be the team that can maybe get four and maybe get a good draw. And they got a good coach who wins a ton of tournament games. That's and that's true with every Michigan State year. So it it, it had a chance to be special, I think. And statistically, it's not remotely special. So. That's where I'm at on them. Uh, I have a couple teams in this region that I think are interesting to talk about. Did anything else stand out to you here? Uh, and then we can kind of go from there. So, yeah, I mean, that 8-9 game, I'm glad you brought up Porter Moser, too, because, I mean, Izzo, we talk about what a great tournament coach he is. Obviously, I mean, the success Moser had with Loyola Chicago, that would be a really fun game. Th- these two mid-majors that we had discussed last time, Grand Canyon and Samford, that Samford-Auburn game popping up again, I think would be so fun just having an interstate Alabama game like that um, will be really good. Grand Canyon obviously would be a very trendy 12 against a team like Wisconsin who, you know, I mean, is a Big Ten kind of team that you would want to fade most years in the tournament. I think that would be popular. I got some strong takes, Ken, on uh, the two SEC teams, um, the Bama and Tennessee, as long and Washington Washington State too. Um, I mean, we can start with Bama. I don't know if you have any any big takes on them if they were one of your teams. I, I am so out. Yeah. I am so yeah. out on Alabama. So out. And this is my team. And uh, I, I think they are big-time frauds. Big-time. Uh, sure. One of my favorite stats, one of my favorite stats from the NCAA tournament is that teams who are top 10 in offensive efficiency, according to Ken Palm, and who are 100 or worse in defense have yeah, not made it past – the Sweet 16 in the last 20 years. Not one. Not one single team in the last 20 years. We had three teams last year who fit that bill. You had Iowa, who played Auburn in the 8-9 game, lost. You had Baylor, who played in the 3-14 game against Santa Barbara, won that one, and then lost to Creighton in the round of 32. And then you have Missouri, who is the other team. They played Utah State in the 7-10. Utah State couldn't make a shot. Missouri ends up playing Princeton, in the second round, as seven-and-a-half-point favorites, they played a 15 seed, but because their defense is so bad, they went home. And Bama right now, they're number one in offense, and they're 100th in defense. I think their Which defense crazy. is only going to continue to get worse with Tennessee on Saturday, Florida on Tuesday, and then obviously they're going to play some good teams in the SEC tournament. So I'm so out. Their offense is fantastic, like really, really good. Maybe one of the best offenses we've seen in like the last decade, according to the metrics. But their defense, they don't have size. They don't really have depth in the front court that like eight oats can really count on. They don't have any rim protectors. Their guards don't really pressure the ball. They give up so many open threes to opposing teams. I mean, Ken, they lost to Kentucky 117 to 95. Do you know how hard it is to score 95 points in college basketball and lose by 22? I mean, that is just, it's staggering. So I think people might like Bama. 
because of the upside and because of the offense and everybody's going to point to last year's Miami team as a team with a great offense and a terrible defense who went to the Final Four. Maybe if they get the right draw, maybe if they're a 314, they can beat the, the 14. Maybe if they get an 11 seed, they can beat them and maybe they buck the trend and can go to the Sweet 16. But, I mean, people say this team's ceiling is the Final Four because of that offense. They don't play a lick of defense. So, uh, yeah, I, I cannot wait to fade them, Ken. Can't wait to fade them. They, they will have an early exit in the tournament. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, what you're describing is just some form of like the balance argument, right? And, you know, like you can you can take any form that you want. Like I do the paper tiger thing on our show, and that's started to kind of be parroted by a lot of people because there's a lot of validity to it. The 10-100 thing that you bring up, this is all, it's all kind of under the same umbrella, right? Which is mm -hmm. like, if you're really good at one thing and really bad at the other end, then that's going to eventually bite you and it probably will prevent a long tournament run. Balance tends to kind of be the order of the day. If you're looking for teams to back to go really deep in the tournament, you can always win a couple and all and basically any team can win four but even the crazy thing is i said anybody can win four these are actually the teams like worst suited to win four like you'd, you'd rather right. bet like grand canyon to win four than for a team like alabama to win four it's just kind of the way it goes florida atlantic won four last year they were going to win four way before some of the other teams that you mentioned there that were kind of 10 100 teams or some of the other paper tiger like teams anytime iowa's in the tournament for example they tend to have a profile like this i just uh i i had not heard it framed as like the 10 100 thing and i think i had the same reaction probably when you said that and i'll, I'll do my stuff on the bracket in a second but we got we got a lot of time so i let's dig into this a little, a little bit I, I i have my sheet up right here i was looking for other 10 100s that's my first thought i'm sure everybody else was the same thing like well wait who else like who, who yep. else is one of these one of these things? And it's to be clear, PJ is talking about after the Ken Palm adjustment, which usually makes teams look way better, and it still right. can't cover up how bad Alabama is. <laughs> like that's how crazy it is. Like their unadjusted efficient uh, defensive efficiency is two hundred twenty fifth in the country, but because of the schedule that they play, they get an adjust. And that's how for people who are like, I don't understand what adjusted defensive efficiency is. How do you adjust it? You adjust it based on who the teams play. And essentially, if they play really good teams, you get a bump probably that you don't deserve because you suck anyway. That's always my argument. Like I like I like knowing the unadjusted stuff because it's actually how many you allowed. It's not like, well, you allowed this, but look who you played. It's like, well, maybe they're just bad defensively and we need to stop making excuses. Maybe that's what needs to happen. That's always my theory in the tournament with teams like that. But even in Alabama's case, it's like even the adjustment, it's like, like you can't adjust them enough to make it look competent. That's the really funny part with Alabama. They're like a, a, a paper tiger on steroids. I mean, they're just, it's really, it's pretty crazy how just completely imbalanced the two ends of the court. It's, there's really almost not a historical comparison for like one and 225. Like you just don't, I mean, some, like the Luca Garza Iowa teams were pretty rough. They were like yeah. six and 180 or six and 150, maybe something like that. I'm trying to do that off the top of my head. That's the first team that comes to mind. The Ohio State team that lost to Oral Roberts in the 215 game was pretty rough. Um, the Missouri team that lost to Norfolk State like 12, 15 years ago, they were really rough, but they weren't this rough. I mean, this is like, like you can't defend at all. Now, to be fair, they have the number one offense, so they're, they're pretty good. I'm, uh, so anyway, the other 10 100s, because I was like, I, I looked, I go like, well, is there anybody? I don't think like there's like a competent team that's going to be close. And, and you know, like maybe like a, as we get no more of the entrance into the field, something like can can materialize. But there are a couple that are close 
that I think are yes. actually kind of interesting. Uh, there are three that I would draw people's attention to. Uh, Jake's not on the show today. Kenny Henderson doing our, our board today and doing a great job. Uh, Jake's Illini are really, really, really close. Mm-hmm. Uh, adjusted third offense, 95th defense. Yikes. And that's like, man, they must have played a terrible schedule because they didn't get like any adjustment. Uh, Alabama, who you mentioned, first and 100th. FAU, the final four team from last year, 14th and 14th and then 103rd on defense. So that's kind of interesting. And Kentucky, who we'll talk about a ton probably on this show, is sixth yes. and 86th. And I, I'm, I know I'm out on Kentucky and I've done a lot on that on the show. So I was just kind of curious. I'd never heard it framed the way that you framed it there, PJ. But in case people are like, well, wait, are there any others? Like those are some that are really close, at least. And PJ's telling you that maybe those are bad bets to win more than one or two games get out of the opening weekend even. Went 3-0 and last year, and uh, it's been good the last 20 years. So certainly a trend uh, with a lot of data to back it up. We're going to continue going through Bing Bong Bay here. You better you bet. Presented by BetMGM, PJ Glasser, Ken Barkley. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet. Presented by BetMGM. <laughs> On the BetQL Network.